welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Uh, joining me, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm pretty good. We've uh, we've hit the rest day. I know. That's yeah. a, that's it. Feels fantastic. It's all a rest day. We, you know, got the laundry to do. Uh, nothing's changed. I thought because I was living at home, I don't have to do my laundry. I've still got to do my laundry. <laughs> you know, what? it feels a bit different because uh, the rest day we need to understand. Uh, we need to explain that uh, as much as it's uh, it's a rest day for the riders, it's actually a, a day where everyone at the SBS crew works, maybe on a different pace. Yeah. Uh, but we still work quite a lot. This year it's very different. Uh, I feel because we still have to do a lot more work. Than that when we are on the ground? I don't know if it feels for you. It, it's true. I mean, you, you use it as a time to plan for the next five or six days. Yeah. Um, obviously, for us as well as a network and, and for you and I, we've got the Giro Rosa coming up, which is exciting. Um, so SBS is is um, showcasing the Giro Rosa. So we want to sort of get around that as well. So I'm using this time to look at the Giro Rosa, look at the start list, what Australians have we got in it. Um, and then obviously, you know, keep our focus on the Tour de France as well and, and the, the Aussies there and the rest of the race. So you you use it as a bit of a pre-planning, don't you, for the next week? Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, we also use it to do a podcast uh, to review what's been happening this week. And before we, we enter and, and discuss about this uh, this whole podcast, uh, Maka, I want just to make a point Uh at the time where we are recording this podcast, because this one is not live, believe it or not, uh, we do not know the outcome of any of the COVID testing for the riders because this is what's happening today. Yes, absolutely correct. So, yeah, anything we say now can be used against <laughs> us in the court of law. But yeah. no, it's true. Or any resemblance. No, that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> but we we certainly got our fingers crossed that all of the riders... Um, we let, turn we, back negative tests and we see a full complement of teams um, on the start line. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is what we're going to assume in this podcast. Anyway, yes. uh, there's the highs and the lows of uh, of the Tour de France uh, this week. Um, I'm not going to ask you straight away for your highs and your lows, but uh, we just want to recap the stage from yesterday. Uh, so last day in the Pyrenees, um, that was two days of proper mountain stage. So we said during this Tour de France podcast that uh, it was quite unusual to have so much mountain from the world go mm. straight from uh, from the start uh, pretty much um, what do you make of this week because we we found out i think we're finding out very quickly who's on shape and who's not we are we are and i think first off the bat i'll say probably one of the most exciting first weeks Absolutely. In Tour de France history that we've had. History, I don't know, because I wasn't born in 1903. <laughs> oh, okay, shut me <laughs> I can't down remember. already. <laughs> but well, hello, smarty pants. Let, let's say from living memory, at least. <laughs> or our living memory. From my living memory, yes. Um, no, but I think, look, last year was a super great first week. and But in the last 10 years, 15 years, well, the, the 15 that I've covered and covering this year included, it's been right up there. And because in that first week, we had that one stage, remember, where they – basically did a go slow for the whole stage. And I think it was Van Art won his second stage on that occasion. So even though we had a day that was, you know, a little bit like a cricket test match, you know, boring test match over five, six hours, 
I think we all were happy with it. I was. I didn't mind. And I, and I think we respected the peloton that they'd been racing so hard from those rain-soaked roads in Nice on stage one. Remember all the crashes um, to yeah. stage two, Alaphilippe winning up that little, bursting up that climb, descending down back into the finish into Nice. Uh, to Van Arts, two stage wins. It's wow! It's given us so much. Absolutely, and then uh, it seems like it's uh, it's it's uh, a different century based on the last week. And it's, it's, it's so like it goes so fast at the tour. It moves so fast. It does. Uh, yeah, that's probably one thing that hasn't changed. I think we're we're back here in Australia and in Melbourne. I feel like the feeling of time, the the concept of time. It feels exactly the same as if we were on the ground. You don't know what day it is. You can't believe that four days ago, so-and-so won a stage and it feels like it was a month ago. And I'm curious even for you, the Couch Peloton, send in your comments. What does it feel like for you, for the real hardcore ones of you that sit up every night watching the race? Do you do you lose track of the days, the date, You know what's actually happening on the outside world? Because I haven't even really been keeping up with news of the world and we know that News in the world is dominated by COVID-19 this year. So in some ways, it's nice to actually have a break from that. Absolutely. Uh, let's look at the, the where we are now mm. uh, in the standings. Uh, Roglic was quite impressive in the last couple of days. Let's debra- debate where he is at. Are you impressed or not by Roglic? No, 100% impressed. 100%. However, however, I think he was pushed closer to his limit in the last two days in the Pyrenees than maybe what we believe. And pushed pushed by who? Who pushed him? Is it Bernal? Where, where is the... Or, or uh, Bernal pushed him, him yesterday, yeah. last night, overnight. Egan Bernal just gave the first little warning sign that he's on the improve. This is exactly what he did 12 months ago. So Bernal, to me, looks very good. But Tadej Pogacar, he is the man that is emerging... As the big, big danger, not just to his, his countryman Roglic, but to the defending champion Bernal. Yeah, it's quite interesting actually because the, the finish was in uh, Laurence mm. uh, yesterday. Laurence is also where Roglic won a stage at the Tour de France oh, this year. Off the back of the Obisk. Exactly. Yeah. And then this year, he doesn't win a stage, but he claims uh, yellow yeah. and his countryman wins the stage, Pogacar. Yeah, so got, it's a Slovenian almost town. It, it is, and, and, and a town of Saucisson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, uh, we, we discussed this in yesterday's uh, podcast, didn't we? But. Um, yeah, no, good feelings, obviously, there for good memories for Roglic and, and now as well for Tadej Pogacar. I wonder if in uh, five years or ten years' time they will have uh, coaches from Slovenia come and visit uh, the actual town. Oh, you know? Of course you will. You'll, you'll have <laughs> mad, mad fans. Here's a business idea for of, you. <laughs> yeah, there you go, of Slovenian cycling that will say this is the place, you know. Um, yeah, look, w- what we saw unfold last night was, I thought, super exciting stage, super exciting. And you know what? Just on an Australian perspective, Richie Port, he bounced back. He, he had a good day the day before, by the way, but I think he actually climbed better last night. He only got dropped off that lead select group of Pogacar, Roglic, Bernal, and I can't remember who the fourth rider was there in the end. Uh, was remember. it Martin? It might have been. No, Martin. Well, no, he was back it, with yeah. Port. Uh, but he, he only got popped off the top of that uh, Col de Muddy Blanc in the last 200 metres because they sprinted for the time bonuses. And then Richie's he's a little bit gun shy on the descents, understandably. 
but he kept Especially his composure. Especially on stage uh, 8B. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was nervous. Were you nervous for that reason? A little bit, yeah. Because you, you go, can't you know help what? it, can you? Especially when we replayed the comment uh, he made yesterday. We were like, okay, stage 9, stage 8B at the Tour de France. No, you also crashed at the Vuelta on stage 9. I know, I When know. he said this, you went, uh, okay, okay, okay. And mate, I'm like, not a, I don't, I don't hold think I believe breaks. in that sort of stuff, but you just can't help but say, yeah, there's too many times. So anyway, he got through it. He rode really well. He was only 11 seconds off off the Roglic group who went for the stage win. And Richie is in a fantastic position. He's, le- he's 11th overall, so he, he's picked up about five places in the last two days. 153 off the pace. Remember, he lost one minute and 20 seconds in the crosswinds. Yep. Richie, well and truly, is in the hunt for the podium, 100%. But he said one minute twenty is not the end of the world. This could actually be payback time at oh, the end. It would be, be it, hard to digest. It's maybe not, it's not the end of the world, but it's it's yeah, it's 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 an Achilles heel right now, isn't it for him? And, Absolutely, and because he he's, he's carrying that one minute twenty. So you know, hopefully, hopefully he makes all that back. Yeah, or or hopefully, yeah. We'll see. Or hopefully that doesn't make the difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's listen to uh, Primoz Roglic, the leader of the race. After the start, it was really hard. Uh... And uh, I saw all guys really motivated. Uh, then, yeah, I, I said that uh, yeah, it would be nice to, to go for it today. And that's uh, why you, you went flat out at the bottom of the final climb? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys did again, uh, yeah. Like I said, from kilometer zero uh, till uh, all day. Super, super good job. Uh, uh, keep me really good uh, in the position. So uh, it was nice to race at the end. What does it mean to have that jersey on your shoulders? Uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Huh? It's the first time uh, that, I, that I have it, really. And uh, everyone, I think, uh, is dreaming about uh, when you start uh, being a rider uh, to, to wear it. So, uh, yeah, I'm super, super happy. Uh, also, especially for the guys, because uh, they did, again, an uh, amazing job. Uh, it's also for them. So, uh, yeah, he's, uh, we will wear it uh, yeah, with, uh, with the pride. So that was a Pringles uh, Roglic yellow jersey coming into this uh, rest day and uh, starting this uh, the second week with it. Uh, quick question, actually, regarding Primoz Roglic. We saw him grabbing the yellow yesterday. Mm. Why didn't he grab the yellow the day before? Would that not make his life a lot easier yesterday? Because no. he, he felt like he, he, he was really at a, at a reach, that yellow jersey, two days ago, and he just didn't stretch that much to get it. He didn't need to, and it would have forced the team. I mean, they, they but, did a fair bit of work anyway. But why yesterday then? Why fight yesterday to get it? Compared to the day before, I don't. I don't know. Did he land on his shoulders yesterday? Well, he he, in, no, in he a played a role in it, and the team did. The team went to the front well before the Col de Muddy Blanc. Um, they they set a blistering pace, so they they set him up for that. But it was actually Pogacar who forced the pace then, and uh, Roglic he he was on his limit. So I don't think he he you know, fully went out to get the yellow. He went to defend his position in the overall and it was Yates who actually got dropped. So more so it was Yates who lost it. It wasn't Roglic who grabbed the yellow, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And it's not it's not a, a, a dig at Yates. I, th- I think he's ridden brilliantly the last four days. He just couldn't go with them. Um, simple as that. Here goes uh, our theory of uh, Yates being in yellow at the, the rest day as well. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, that, I was, that I was, was good. convinced was a, he was going to hold it. Yeah, that yeah. would have been a good, great story for yeah, us. There was so have. much to write on. But uh, look, you know what? If they do nothing else for the tour, I know by their standards, they will want a lot more and they've come here to win stages and they'll they'll put a big focus on that. 
But if they do nothing else, they've had a successful Tour de France. Absolutely. It's, so, so, you know what? Well done, Mitchelton. Absolutely. Let's listen to uh, Tadej Pogacar, the uh, winner of the stage yesterday. It's really uh, crazy after that hard day to win the stage. It's really incredible. Uh, yeah, thanks to the, to the teammates. They did a really good job uh, all day. Uh, So yeah, I'm really happy to pull that victory. So that was uh, Tadej Pogacar. Uh, of course, uh, we've been playing along with him uh, during this week where he was like, yeah, it's kind of an easy climb. But, uh, <laughs> he, like that, well, we thought like, we might stop that joke. I don't know if we <laughs> play it again. Oh, I think I it's got to get a run once more. If he wins uh, the tour, we have to, yeah, we absolutely. Have, we have to run it. <laughs> but how impressed are you by him? Because I know you, uh, you spotted him at the Vuelta. Mm. And and but he's delivering because you, he was one of your smoky one of your highlights yes. uh, of of the rider to watch coming into this Tour de France and end of week one he's already delivered yes he's already and there we, look Matt Kern and, and I both made the mistake uh, I'm sure Matty won't mind me saying this you know in the Vuelta last year we we're on the ground commentating and we both would say off camera and even on camera I think uh, on on microphone Pogacar. He, he, look, he'll come unstuck in the third week because he's 20 years of... He was just turned 21, in fact, then. He's still 21 now. And obviously, the Volta was a bit later in the year. So we said, no, nah, no, nah, he's so young. He, you know, he'll, he'll struggle in the last four days. There's some tough mountain stages in the Volta. He went on and won, won another stage and actually looked like the strongest guy in the race last year yeah. at age 21, just. So But, I won't make that mistake again. No. He... Based off last year and based off what we've seen now, and he's got a rest day and he's won the stage, he's only going to get better. Absolutely. And I remember what uh, Brady O'Donnell said in this podcast uh, uh, not so long ago, how quicker, uh, only Vinokurov beat Up him. the Paris Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that's 1996 right. or 94. Yeah, 30-something years. Uh, so it's... it's Quickest the, it, time. He's, he's incredible. Yeah, yeah. He is, he is an exceptional athlete. And don't you, don't you love a young, fresh-faced guy or girl for that matter at the elite level when they're winning like that and they're they're not guarded at all in anything they say um so they just well, they it was just, an easy claim yeah <laughs> the claim for me was uh it was pretty easy <laughs> he actually did say that yeah. we chopped that bit down just to a two second answer but yeah you love it that he's just raw and you know he's not being overconfident or too cocky in anything he says He's just saying, I felt good. I felt great. The climb actually felt easy. So I went on the attack. And trust me, when he says he feels average, he'll say it as well. Mm. So I just really like that. There's a real innocence in it, I think. Absolutely. Uh, we are ending this week at the Tour de France with an Australian win. Caleb won uh, a stage. Let's not forget this. Yes, yeah. uh, so that's already a great success for mm. him. Um, what can we expect for Caleb for the next couple of, couple of weeks? Well, uh, we've got two flat stages coming up. Post-rest day, two flat stages, two big opportunities for Caleb. And I would imagine Lotto Sudal now, they'll put a lot into that. Um, remember, they lost two of their big stars, remember, on at post-stage one. Yep. Phil Gilbert, Jean Degenkolb. So they've lost some firepower. Uh, Thomas de Ghent is starting to look like he's ready to go on the attack. He, he has already gone on the attack. So I think he'll be looking for a yeah, stage. He definitely has got a hitchy fit. Yeah, he has. And, um, but they will, they will fully back in Caleb the next two days. Then he'll take a back seat and it will be survival for Caleb. And Roger Kluger, who's done a great job, he, he's been his bodyguard, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. And then is he eyeing Paris? 
then after that, the next one is Paris. Yeah, there can, might be can he one win more. Paris? There might be one more flat stage, but I think by then it'll be an opportunist breakaway. Yeah. Um, so then it's probably Paris. So that is how brutal the rest of this race is looking, people. Two flat stages, and then it is more or less mountains all the way to Paris. It's it's almost unprecedented. Yeah, it's the and most that, montanus Tour de France ever. I remember think. Matt White, the interview we had with Matt White. Uh, if you haven't, go yeah. back on the yeah. on the pods very early on. And Matt White said, and he's he's worked on about 15 or 20, probably 20 Tour de France's, Matt White, and ridden a couple. And he said it's quite possibly the hardest third week he's ever seen at the Tour. Yeah. So, yeah, this, is, this race will turn on its head. I'm 100% convinced. We could see the GC standings stay the same, but bigger time gaps. Or we could see a guy in sixth place, seventh place, win the bike race. That is what I believe that could happen. Absolutely. Now... Let's talk about the French. Yeah, it's a bit of a die moment for me. Oh, you've had, you've had. No, no, we had a good week. We had a good week. Philippe got his win. He got the yellow. That was great. Uh, it's a bit of a die moment because I was thinking this coming, riding my bike this morning, coming here. Uh, albeit it's an electric bike, so I wasn't even sweating. <laughs> well, I was going to let you get away with it. Actually, I know I, that, I, I preempted this one. I know you too well. Uh, but thinking about it, you know, the, those Thibaut Pinot and Julien Alaphilippe, they are not where I was expecting them to be mm. on a Monday race day, to be like, if I'm honest. No, no, I'm with you. Uh, Alaphilippe is more than 40 minutes down. Yep. He, uh, I think he knew he was done and he did out, he did that last attack just to annoy the GC guys and yeah. they, 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 he got him hook, line and but sinker. But ye- yesterday he got dropped big time again. Mm. Uh, He's deliberately done that, I think. To, Do you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to lose more time now, and now he can really go for stages. Is it because when we looked at yesterday, he tried to get out so much at yes. the beginning? He went out and out and out, and he got. But they were really. It's almost like it felt. Maybe it's my French eyes that telling me this, but yeah. it felt like the peloton were really hammering him down. What's uh, the song? The, biased eyes. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it's not biased eyes, but that's what you had. No, but he, he just couldn't get out. He just could not get out of that Wait, peloton. Nah, and look, you're pro- you're a little bit right, but. No one could get away for the first 70-odd kilometers. It was incredible it was, racing. Oh, it was crazy And actually, actually uh, Robbie made a very good point. If you are not look, I mean, yesterday we had the chance to have the, the full stage on, on SBS. But if it's not a full stage, do yourself a favor. Go on the tour tracker yeah. and see those first minutes of yes. the stage because it's not easy to get into a break. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, that's how hard it is. And, and so for those of you who did watch it, last night you'll know what we're talking about it's it's actually great viewing the first hour is almost the best viewing isn't it because it's just yeah. like wow this is insane and you're trying to pick who's going to get in the break who's and, and so see what happened back to Alaphilippe for a second once he once the break went and he missed it then he went well there's no point I've got nothing to gain by trying to stay with the leaders I might as well now call have a rest day rest day for him lose another 20 minutes cruise in look after the legs he then has the rest day Two flat days, which he probably won't do anything because it'll be days for the sprinters, and then he can launch into the the next week. Porcadot, Porcadot jersey for it. Possibly, yeah. That, see, that's a target. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he, he goes yeah. for that because it's a podium uh, uh, on the Champs Elysees at the end of the race, and with it could be a stage win as well. So, you know, imagine that a stint in yellow, already a stage win. Jags the Porcadot takes another stage win. I mean, that's probably one of the most successful riders at the Tour. Yeah, Outside absolutely. of the winner, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So that's how good Julian Alaphilippe okay. is. So You're don't pumping cry my over tires, spilt eh? milk. Don't cry over <laughs> spilt milk just yet. You're pumping my tires. <laughs> but, but Pino, on the other hand... Pino, like, I feel for Pino because... Yeah. Okay, there's this injury. It was, uh, you know, first day, he got hit in the back. 
Do has you know, he got some issues upstairs? Well, he's, he's, he's got an issue with motivation, I reckon. If, if he's losing it, he's losing it big time. Yeah. There's a joke in France that might not translate well, but I'll say it anyway. But we say uh, if a plane crashes, someone like Pino feels that he's crashing on his shoes. <laughs> so he doesn't crash anywhere else, he's on wow, his that's, shoes. That's intense. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me just a, give me the French version? Give me the French version. S'il y a un avion qui s'écrase, c'est sur ses pompes. Yeah, it sounds better in French. <laughs> a plane crashing. Oh, man, that's brutal. <laughs> but that, that's kind of the feeling, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's taking everything personally. Uh, yeah. Yes, he had a crash. He wasn't alone in that crash. Probably, is, I'm not saying he's not physically touched uh, and, and injured, uh, but he's not recovering at the speed he wanted probably to recover. And then once he's gone, we can see on his face, yeah. he's, gone. And, he's gone. And look, I think I think sometimes we scrutinize them so much when they're so such good athletes like Pino. You know, when he is at his best, He's so good to watch. Yeah. He's so dynamic. And he's a real passionate rider, isn't he? he? He wears his heart on his sleeve. He's a proud Frenchman. Um, so we scrutinize him more probably than someone else. But every rider, every rider's mental capacity is some at some point is challenged and sometimes is compromised. Like you say, when... You know, it, it's compromised because suddenly you've got bad legs and then you just mentally, you fatigue as well with that with that bad legs mm-hmm. or with that crash that has caused you to have bad form. So I'm with you. I feel for him because you don't win. He's won a monument. He's won grand tour stages, multiples. So he's proven himself. You know, he's, an, he's, he's podiumed in yep. the grand tours. He's a proven star. And he's just had along the way some bad luck, some bad runs. And so... You know, he's one, he is one of my favourite riders to watch in the last few years. Um, I think he's exciting and I hope he, I, I hope he gets back. What, what can we expect from him? A stage win? Well, or hopefully. Not? Yeah, not yeah, I think so. I think, look, he... he but he we, don't know, on... we don't know about his health, though. This is the thing. This yeah. is the side we don't know because they've been uh, saying that the back is in pretty bad shape. Yeah. Um, but he know... boxed on. He, he went on the attack at the start of the yeah, stage. Exactly. He, 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 so that, that, to me, that was a good sign that his mental capacity was good. But then physically he couldn't go on with it, with the attack. So, but at least he was trying. So I'm hoping he'll get through the rest day, the two flat days, and sort of come good. And then it'll be it'll be just good for him to get a stage win. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, the other French, of course, uh, which not because we're flying the flag of the French, but uh, the French riders, but Guillaume Martin. Who is Guillaume Martin? Exactly. Who is Guillaume Martin? Well, we, well I'm we... asking you. Who is Guillaume Martin? <laughs> I'm asking you. <laughs> now, we know, like, we knew Guillaume Martin was quite impressive last year, given the circumstances. He finished 12th of the Tour de France in the Wanty Gobert team. He was left to drive his, his train alone. I was going to say, t- tell me what you said to me a week ago. Well, yeah, Guillaume, Guillaume Martin was someone at Wanty Gobert that they said to him, do your own thing. But we're not here to support you. We're here to support other riders. Yeah. Uh, but go and do your own thing. And his own thing on his own was 12th of the Tour yeah, de France. that's incredible. And that's on its own. When you look at you know, what it means to be top 15, top 20 at the Tour de France, it's incredible in itself. Yeah. Today is in a much um, more driven outfit for him. He's the outright leader, I would say, for Cofidis right now. Because well, Viviani. Yeah, because Viviani yeah. hasn't, hasn't fired a punch. So, and his third... He's on the podium and, uh, and he's, he's not far. 28 seconds. She's nothing. He's 28 like seconds it's... off the jersey. Especially if your theory that Roglic might crack a little bit in the third week, um, uh, that could be yeah. very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we are in for one of the most dynamic third weeks of the Tour de France. Yep. For a long, long time. Before we go, I uh, just want you to uh, give your orange jersey for the week. Uh, uh, and I yes. left it until the end because Urshi asked... Uh, 
I'm not putting ideas in your head. Well, you just did. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I read your notes. I don't know. Hershey. It's Mark Hershey. Hershey. It oh. has to. It'd be, it'd, be a, it'd be a travesty if I didn't give the yellow jersey. Uh, you know, sorry, he the was so jersey. close to win yesterday. That's almost heartbreaking. <laughs> as you, much as we like Pogacar to win the yeah. stage, how close was he? I didn't want him to sit up. Twice, actually. He close. was three kilometers an out, out. You could see he just ran out of gas. He just, he just, he'd been so good for that whole stage. But he did, he did, I didn't want him to, him to sit out as well, but he was still clever or smart to do it. Yeah. Don't you think? But he, yeah, he, look, he had the right idea, but he looked over his shoulder 10 times in that kilometre. Okay. And I know, I know, it's so easy to sit back on the couch and I've been in that position. So I think I can speak from both sides now, from a couch potato and a, and a former rider. But as soon as you let them get to you, the psychology sh- uh, shifts. So I think he should have just pushed on. He should have pushed on, pushed on. Because my theory was the finish line for him was at a kilometre to go. Yep. Kilometre to go, if he had 200 metres on them, a 200 metre gap with a kilometre to go, they would have hesitated because there were still bonus seconds up at the finish line. And they would have looked at each other and he would have, he would have stayed away. Okay. Maybe. He might not have, but that's my theory. So anyway, look. It was an unbelievable ride. Remember, he was the guy who finished second to Julian Alaphilippe on yeah. stage two. Um, he finished second, but he also took him on. on the yeah, screen. yeah, yeah. No, so I think it's just a, a nice way to finish this spot uh, on, on this for that week is mm. the fact that the young uh, charge is there. The young yeah. riders are there and they're not afraid. We need, we need, we've got, it's, we've got the orange jersey, but we almost need a, like rookie. Uh, what is the what white is jersey? The is, rookie? What is the white jersey and it's Bernal? Yeah, but that's that's an official thing. Yeah, okay. we, we need a special own, you know. We'll come have up have you got time for this? Yeah, okay. Yes, we have. We've, had, we've got all the time in the world. No, orange jersey is good. I think it's a good jersey for someone that stands out. And I think definitely I'm, I'm glad you gave it to Hershey because yeah. it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, before we go, uh, what should we look for for the week to come other than our live podcast at 1 p.m. on Facebook and Twitter? Yeah. Uh, what else do you think we should look for? Well, I just think we're going to get a we're going to, we're going to get a good understanding certainly in this second week. We're we're into the second week, but but the rest of the second week we're going to get a very good understanding of whose form is on the rise and who has peaked too soon. So I guess the one to watch for, of course, Roglic. Yep. Can he maintain that level, mm-hmm. which he has been for a long time, if not too long? We yep. can and debate can his it. Team, can his team now? take charge for the next and hold that yellow jersey. Yeah, because that's going to be a, a, long different, time. A, a different game changer. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. More pressure comes with it. More more interviews post-stage, more protocol that you've got to follow. You don't get back to your hotel an hour and a half after yep. the average cyclist in the race. So that that is draining and that, that, is, that is mentally draining. So that's and Bern- interesting. And Bernal, of course. Yeah. Where is the form going to go? Up? I reckon it's on the way up. You think he, so? Yeah, I think uh, based on last night, he attacked for the mm-hmm. very first time last night. He surged on those steep slopes of the Murray Blanc, and that last four kilometres was averaged eleven percent. It was a proper tough climb, and Bernal, and and we're not even in high altitude yet. Yeah, remember last year, Bernal came into his own when we went up uh, over the highest peak. That was the day he won the bike race. And, and this is where days. and this is where Carapaz can help him as yes. a lieutenant, maybe more than Dumoulin can help Roglic. Yes. But we, we will debate all those uh, yeah, yeah, next yeah. week. It's so much, so much to happen. It's 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 exciting. Absolutely. By then, in France, we would just go for a vin rouge or a beer. But uh, well, well, we're as, in Melbourne, we can't even do that. Well, you know? as Thomas <laughs> said last night, on the before we actually went live, he said something about. 
Oh, imagine, imagine, Maka. This is we'd be driving from here to here on the rest day, probably buying a, a chicken off the rotisserie and destroying it along the way. <laughs> it's like put the chicken in the mouth, pull out the bones like the cartoons. That's pretty much what we do on the rest day, don't we? And like you say, Von Rouge. <laughs> Absolutely. But anyway, it's been a fun week, and then uh, we have a lot more uh, bike riding and cycling and racing ahead of us. Thank you, Maka, for popping in today. Uh, very good, very good, very happy, and let's look forward to the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before you go, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer and the Zwift app and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to swift.com and start your free trial.